I'm Abdul Kadeem Hawk, and I'm from Underground Resistance in Detroit. You're listening to the Melting Pot Podcast, a place for socially conscious voices. The Melting Pot, a place for socially conscious voices. Creating a more harmonious society. For education, for inspiration, for cultural exchange. Today, it's probably a understatement to say that much of our modern day music is a synthesis of electronic sounds. We're used to hearing electro sounds, be that the sounds of dance, of house, of drum and bass, dubstep or glitch. But you know, today, I'm not sure if many of you know that techno music is the forefather of all music we're familiar with today. More specifically, techno music was pioneered in Detroit, a largely now desolate and poverty stricken in the United States. It is the origins of techno that are relevant to our conversation today. The genre was born out of a population of largely socially excluded African Americans in a most post 1960s recession riddled whose automotive industry had collapsed at a time and came the redemption of techno music. I'm here today with an artist who's been at the forefront right at the birth of techno from artists who put forward a new synthesis of music for social and political change. He's been working with the revolutionary sounds of the underground resistance and, as a, and he's been mainly operating as a conceptual artist. His name is Abdul Kadim Huck and he joins me today on the Melting Pot podcast. Abdul, it's an absolute pleasure and honor to have you here on the Melting Pot podcast. You're here in Birmingham visiting from Detroit. So let's start with your relationship with techno. Tell me firstly, what is techno music and where did it come from? Well, techno music was created in Detroit in the early 80s by uh, the pioneer godfather techno Juan Atkins. And it it arose out of uh, just as you mentioned earlier the the bad situation in Detroit. Uh, people retreated to their studios and let their imagination f- flow and started creating this kind of beautiful music. So, where did your relationship with techno music come from? Oh well, I started listening to techno music about the mid '80s. So I started listening to Wine Atkins first, and then to like Derek May. And that's how I got started into it, going to the clubs, dancing to it at first, learning to appreciate it. And then I uh, got introduced to Derek May and started doing artwork for techno. That's how I started back in 89. Fantastic. Okay. So um, I want to know a little bit about your involvement. You've already mentioned uh, Juan Atkins and uh, your uh, your relationship with the underground resistance. They're a huge powerhouse of techno production and they're rooted firmly in Detroit. Tell me, what is underground resistance all about? Well, underground resistance is about a revolution for change. They started in the late 80s, right around the same time I uh, got into it also, late 80s, and Mike Banks, Jeff Mills, uh, two of the most powerful people in techno music created Underground Resistance as an alternative to the major labels. They wanted to do everything they self and distribute everything they self, and you know, they did it. And shoot, they still here 20, 20 some years later. Yeah. yeah. How, how are uh, the underground resistance different to the mainstream then? You, you mentioned that they are uh, a, an obvious kind of battle away from the major labels and the major, the kind of major scenes out there. How, how are they? Uh, how are they transformative in in their message and how they how they operate? 
Well, the type of music that they put out was totally different at the time. It was real hard and banging, and that was new at the time. Mm. And Mike's theory on the relationship of how you have to deal with these uh, different uh, distributors and promoters, and it's a whole militaristic kind of mentality of how you deal with other uh, aspects of the recording business. Because mm -hmm. we know how, how horrible the music business is. So you really have to take a, a, a kind of mentality to try to uh, uh, be an alternative to that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, there's no doubt music has a transformative power right no doubt about that it affects every part of our beings but i want to know more specifically what is so revolutionary about techno you mentioned it was completely new sound completely different but how does it bring about change and how does underground resistance bring about change through techno music techno music is deep because uh for me personally when i used to listen to it it was uh it reminded me of space and stars and, and the universe and things like that. It was a way for us to escape. We would go to the club, listen to this music, escape from our normal, horrible reality of uh, our lives in Detroit. And, you know, we would... Uh, just get away, just for a few hours every week. Mm. You know, back then we had one of the greatest clubs of all time called the Music Institute. And we would go there every weekend and, and you know, listen to all the pioneers of techno, Juan, Kevin, Derek, and shoot, that was that was a weekly basis. Mm. And, and with, you, with you are, they brought change about, in techno, through, through their mentality. Yeah. And it's a militaristic, hard mentality, but that's what you need when you come from Detroit. Live and direct from Detroit. Come on, Austria. Pump it up. Let's go. Yeah. talked about how 
Going to Techno, I know is a world famous uh, warehouse raves that used to go on in Detroit. All those, uh, all those warehouse, abandoned warehouses we know the history of. Yeah, of Detroit. that was really big in the early 90s. Mm. Those, those rip, old warehouse parties and big raves and stuff. We used to have a ton of them in Detroit. Mm. And, uh, you know, that's where it started. Once they closed our favorite clubs down, like the Music Institute, you know, a lot of people took, uh, start going to them raves and stuff. Like mm. we had the Banco Building, Richie Harton used to play there all the time and uh, you know different spots like that yeah, yeah. I'm, inter I'm interested to know you're saying that, you know Detroit it's 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 improving but at the time where you you were growing up and you were you were involved in the techno scene uh, you know it was an escape right you're saying yeah. it was an escapism yeah. from all the negativity around yes, yes, around Detroit right. yeah. so do you think if you didn't have techno music and if the if the clubs didn't exist and if the raves didn't exist you maybe had been involved in, 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 in other things negative things probably because maybe hip-hop or something but, but, but hip hip-hop is, is, is just not the same. See, see, techno is, is more imaginative and conceptual. And, you know, that's the sort of stuff I like. I, I don't know if I'd be involved with music at all if it wasn't for techno music. Yeah, yeah I'd probably just have a nine-to-five job somewhere doing something. I don't know. <laughs> so you think, you think it's had a, a profound impact on your life, for sure? Oh, I know it has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's just a deep, powerful vibe, the way everything happened. Uh, how I came into techno music and how I accepted Islam at the same time. You know, it, it just has a deep meaning in my life now that I look back on it 20-some uh, years later. Yeah. yeah. I'm interested now because I don't see I don't see a clear link between the techno, the raves and the uh, and you know the the, the the kind of the whole scene and, and religion. How do they fuse together? Well no, I mean it, it just for me for me personally in my life how yeah. it how it happened. Um, how the two came together and, and um, it, it just had a big impact on me. Mm. Um, you know, I try to convey you know, I, I'm not really into the rave scene and stuff. All my paintings uh, convey a certain attitude and a certain uh, uh, peacefulness or serenity. A lot of my paintings do that I try to convey. And, and that's the peace I find within Islam. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. What do you think about um, techno music as an impact? What do you think the biggest impact it's had in your view? Not only on you, but as as society as a whole, Detroit and well, beyond. It changed music. It changed. It changed the way music is is produced, and and distributed, and it, it changed the whole game. You know, everything's digital now. Everything's uh, done through through technological means, like. Uh, what, reason and logic and all those programs? Is that what they called? <laughs> yeah, yeah, all that stuff. I don't know nothing about them. I'm an artist. DAW, digital audio workspace. Yeah, see, I mean, that's all from techno music. Yeah. 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 And that's how it, it changed. It, it, it changed the whole way we make music. All right, let's talk a bit about your artistry now. You've created a lot of underground resistance artwork conceptualized around science fiction, abstract, and as you already mentioned, the soulfulness and the abstractness of, of your paintings reflect uh, your own kind of feelings towards techno music. So I wanna know, where did your artistry come from? Oh, my artistry comes from when I was a kid. I was about five years old drawing comic books. Watching cartoons all the time, watching science fiction shows all the time. That's really what influenced uh, 
my art and getting into art. Japanese cartoons, watching, uh, shoot, the Super Friends every weekend, uh, you know, stuff like that. Speed Racer, um, Godzilla movies, yeah. uh, shoot, Star Trek. I mean, I watched all that stuff when I was a kid. It really influenced me a lot. Yeah. yeah. How, how would you describe your artwork? Uh, my artwork is sci-fi, fantasy, uh, with a touch of space in it. I just like to go out there, mm. sort of universal space sci-fi kind of art. Yeah. yeah. So you, you produced a lot of the uh, the artist um, kind of conceptual work and a lot of the album covers for, for Underground Resistance, right? A lot of the label work and a few album covers, yes. Yeah. Well, you, you've been described as uh, being the, the artist behind Underground Resistance. Well, I was for a while. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, you know, we still do a few things. Um, yeah, I, I did quite a quite a few things, um, you know, and I'm pretty proud of my, my what I did yeah. where you are. And how how would you uh, describe the fusion between your artwork and the political messages and the uh, you know the the, the the social change that the UR were trying to bring about through techno? Oh yeah, well with that. Um, I would always do research on certain certain subjects that, that Mike wanted to do recordings about, mm. and I would always convey that in the art, like the Jaguar Knight. I did research on that for the Aztec Mystic. I would always go deep into the concept mm. and try to bring forth the best kind of artwork based on his concept and his music. Mm. That's how we that's how we did all the art that I did for you are I would always try to get the the essence of what he was trying to do bring that out into the artwork yeah okay so for somebody who doesn't really know much about techno music our listeners who might be listening and, and I didn't know that it was the origins of a lot of electronic music yes, um, yes. I want to ask you what do you think um, techno represents and for people who are interested to discover it where would you direct them to Techno. Whew. What does it represent first? Techno represents using your imagination, using your creativity through technology to produce something beautiful. That, that's what it. That's what it means to me. Yeah. And if I wanted to direct somebody to some techno, I would. Say Derek May, mm. Jeff Mills, Underground Resistance, Juan Atkins. How many? How, how many should I list? Kevin Sanderson. Any any particular tune that you? Oh, okay, you tunes. Uh, what? Uh, uh, Strings of Life. Uh, 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 good Life. Uh, 
what else? Uh, blah, blah. What? No UFOs? Uh, or uh, Night Drive Through Babylon or something like that. Um, all of these, all of these tunes have pretty kind of uh, what is what's the word? Kind of contentious names. Oh, you know what I mean? Is that, is that, that's obviously purposeful, isn't it? Yes, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, these are some of the biggest classics in techno history, yeah. made mostly during the '80s and stuff. But you know, they they stand the test of time. Yeah. Why do you they have these? Why why do they have these kind of names? <laughs> that's just what the, the guys thought up at the time. Yeah. You know. Um, like strings of life is very melodic and yeah. and has lots of beautiful keyboards and and good life is a real happy kind of housey kind of happy song yeah. and and uh, night drive through Babylon is sort of a a dark it's like a dark drive to Detroit at night yeah 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 and and do you think the the names have a deeper meaning behind the the whole kind of struggle the the struggle of uh, of of the music and of the the social classes at the time, the guys who were creating this kind of music. Uh, no, I, I, I mean, you know, they was just trying to, to to give the title the best kind of title to suit the the, the song, mm. and and I think they 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 nailed it pretty good because yeah. you know that's uh, you think of that when you hear the song. So yeah, I think they they uh, did pretty good with those titles. Okay, so. Um, a lot of modern day music, a lot of electronic music has become quite commercialized, hasn't it? Yeah. I want to know, you know, the roots in early techno has changed a lot. The whole kind of influenced a lot of electronic music, but nowadays a lot of electronic music is commercial. What's, what's your view about that? I don't like commercial music hardly at all. Uh, it's just a bunch of garbage. <laughs> um, give me some old classics any day and, uh, you know, I'll take that. Uh, but the, the commercial music, I I, I rarely, rarely ever listen to it. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's just a bunch of garbage. You know, we need to get the original guys and, you know, some of the new young people that's doing cool tracks and, and, and make music like that. The commercial music is just, just garbage. So what, what kind of music should people be making nowadays? Hey, techno, drum and bass, uh, shoot, house. Yeah. I mean, real good stuff, good production. Uh, shoot, just just like just like it should be. Yeah, yeah. We want to get quality. Less about selling selling albums, more about the music. Yes, that's right. And and also, um, uh, I think that in an underground scene, you you get more quality music like that. Mm -hmm. I, that's the way it was for us when everything was underground. All this stuff was sounding great. Mm. Yeah, but as soon as it starts getting popular and commercialism comes in, then the sound gets watered down because you're trying to appeal to everybody. It's, it's just no good. What's next for you then? What are you up to at the moment? Oh, well, I'm trying to <clears throat> do several things. Um, I'm working on a book at, at the moment and trying to do several, uh, like, sort of comic projects and graphic novels. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's the direction I'm going into now. I'm, I'm trying to tell stories yeah. and convey uh, messages yeah. through my art. Fantastic. It's a, it's a collaboration we're here today in Birmingham. We're in a, we're in a kind of like a, a warehouse area, and you're... you're uh, collaborating with Soul City Arts, Aerosol Arabic, Muhammad Ali, yes. and you're working on a piece. What's this about today? Well, this is about... Uh, our message is sort of like Islam in the future, mm. and 
what direction we'll take in the future uh, with all the modern technology and everything. Where's spirituality going? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we, we, we're trying to do. Quick question then, where do you think spirituality is going with, in a modern world? Uh, well, it, it's getting pretty rough. Uh, that's all I know. The, things don't seem to be getting better. And, um, you know, people need to stick to the core values of what we grew up with, family life, doing good, treating each other neighborly, just the basic core values. It seems like we forget that. Mm. With all this modern stuff, everybody's looking in the phone, doing this, nobody talking to each other no more. Yes, it's it's just a shame. So, you know, just the core values of what we we grew up with. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's uh, that's fair to say. We can we can definitely try and inspire that. You know? Yeah. So finally, where can we find a bit more about you as an artist? Okay, I have a website, thirdearthvisualarts.com, and also I'm on Facebook, mm-hmm. facebook.com/slash Abdul Kadim Hot or. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so yeah, Facebook and uh, my website. And also Google Plus. I have a nice. Google Plus thing, Abdul Kadim Hak as well. You're talking about all this uh, all this anti-technology, hey, but, yeah, but, you, but you're on everything. <laughs> well, you, you got to keep up with the times, though. Yeah, but, yeah. but you still have to retain those yeah. values. Fair enough. Yeah, because, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, it's important. Okay. Anything you, else you want to add? Any other... Any other messages you want to convey well, to your listeners? It's just an honor to be here in Birmingham. First time in Birmingham. It's yeah. really great here. Good people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I can't wait to come back. The Melting Pot. A place for socially conscious voices.